It's Amanda with a Pothcana, and you're watching Pot Talk with Chad Drew on WorldViral.tv. What? Uh. Uh. Pot Talk. Uh. Uh. I kind of botched uh. that. Uh. That was a botch. Pot Talk. It, it never went totally silent, though, so it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, so we're back here in Studio A for Pot Talk. My name is Moose. We've got Chad Drew CT in the booth and Mark, the guy that could fly in the house. We appreciate it. There, there he is. Welcome, there he is. Welcome hey, back. Hey, there we go. Appreciate <laughs> it very much. Thanks for having me. Good he was here back. when we had the old setup. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. been a little bit. When we had Seems like just yesterday. It does, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's good. Dude, company's been going crazy since then, too, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's falling on you. The more things change, the more things stay the same. But yeah, it does feel like it's been a long two years. You know, just uh, lots of growth. I've moved from one location to the other to the other, and things are going great. It's just been good. I'm glad that you're around, dude. Um, for those of you that don't know uh, Mark, the guy that could fly, he has a YouTube channel, and he's awesome. He he um, was actually like kind of the a little bit of an inspiration for what uh, me wanting to get in and doing what what we do. He was like doing this uh, when I joined Colorado Harvest Company. What what exactly would you say it is that you do? It's a weekly podcast that, right? I, I wouldn't say it. It started out. Yeah, I wouldn't even know. It just, it's a long story how it started out. But anyway, it was it was more a lot of vlogs, cannabis-related vlogs. One of my most popular is uh, I was biking home from my job interview, and it was the title of the video was Biking Home from a Bud Tender Interview. And, it, and that has thousands of views, just talking about the experience of going through the interview process. That was in 2013, early 2013. And... Uh, just you know, a lot of smoking weed sitting on my couch. Uh, he does political rants, dude. Yeah, it's definitely. Blue, you know, he uh, he ca he uh, keeps us up to date with a lot of the current news that's been going on, and he's got a funny take to it. So, uh, well, I used to anyway. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. So you haven't been doing it for like a year now, right? Uh, yeah, I have not made a video in 2017, and it's probably only a couple in 2016, which is crazy to think about that it's been. A long time since I made a video because for a while I was making about three a week. You were, uh, and I did have a, a an internet show that I tried to do once a week, and it just. I think we were talking before the show. I commend you for being able to continue to do ah. this week in and week out because I couldn't do it. I mean, even doing YouTube videos sitting at home on the couch by myself with the GoPro and a microphone, like I still was just I couldn't just can't keep at it. You know, I just lost the motivation to just. Make the videos, you know. I don't know. There he is, know. dude. There he is. He's biking, dude. There you go. He looked yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> I like the videos because it's real. Um, he he talks real about being what it's like, the experience of being in a fucking in the in the industry that we are. And there's a lot of other YouTube uh, channels. Um, at the time, I had a little inspiration from Citizen J, of course, uh, and then also Paul Token. And yeah, Token Daily was a huge huge inspiration for. For me and how basically it all started was sort of a, a response to one of his videos where he sort of asked for people to make responses and those videos were well received and it sort of took off from there. So I'm 
Paul's living the Eternally life grateful. too, man. Paul came by Hawaii. here. Uh, yeah, dude, he came by here before he took off to Hawaii. And um, if you don't know, Paul Token's channel is awesome too. But um, it, it's it's interesting to see through the course of the three years how even just you three, Citizen J, uh, Token Daily, and Mark, the guy that could fly, have evolved throughout the industry as well, dude. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he um, Citizen J for was worked for. Well, Evergreen Apothecary, mm-hmm. sort of early on in 2014, and then he went and worked for Incredibles and yep. some other edible companies, and yep. I think he's moved on, is not currently in the cannabis industry, and that might be one of the reasons he's taken a break from making videos. Yeah. You know, for me, a lot of the videos was motivated around sort of like change, you know, was coming into Denver, getting a job in the industry. Before that, I was living in Fort Collins. They voted to shut down dispensaries. Right. So yep. then that moved to Denver, getting a job in the industry working in the industry as it became legal like there was all this change and things were moving and it was it created for great content and maybe that's one of the reasons that personally things are moving forward and i still feeling that sort of progression and change just from work and, and how colorado harvest company is going but from an industry from a perspective from things i want to share to the world sometimes it's not Maybe so 2016 and 2017 aren't what 2014 was for sure. So you're with Colorado. You guys are colleagues. We are. Yep. Yes, yes, sir. Mark so, manages the Calamath location. He holds it down. I love the Calamath location. 1178 <laughs> South Calamath over off of uh, over off of Mississippi and Santa Fe. Um, it's kind of like what I call the homie's house. The Out of the three shops, it's kind of like going to your homie's house, dude. Yeah, we're the smallest, but also the best. Right. <laughs> so give us a little background on on the the guy that could fly situation for anyone that may have missed you last time you were in here. Oh sure. So in I moved from Iowa in 2010 and I had started the channel a couple years before that. I was in hot air ballooning. Um in Iowa it's fairly popular, I would say, just open spaces and that sort of thing. Just grew up around it, like going to events and finally the family decided we want to, you know, get into it. I got my pilot's license when I was 18 just before actually 17 just before i turned 18 you know i have over 300 hours as a, a pilot of a hot air balloon and thought i would start a channel to make videos of, of flying in a balloon but unless you're crashing there's not you're not <laughs> yeah. you know four views later you know i'm like okay maybe i need to do something else and i was actually making you know weed smoking videos with my brother with with right on a different channel and I was sort of commenting as this, this the guy that could fly, and then it just sort of evolved. To, you know, I was sort of making videos as well. It's grammatically incorrect. You know, it should be the guy who could fly. I think there was an old video. It gets like, me every time. It gets me every time. Yeah, it's, it's but it it's stuck. It you sounds know, it's more a, like TV esque though with that instead yeah. of who. You know, it sounds like it sounds more epic. Yeah, like the guy that could fly. It's just a weird. It's like a fairy tale. <laughs> kind of clicks. But then it, it also is weird. Too, but going so. back, you actually owned your own um, hot air balloon. You yep, actually have yep. you you got your first tattoo of a hot air balloon, right? Yep. yep yeah. <laughs> so we were. I know that last time there it is. We were talking last well, time about the feasibility of hot air ballooning <laughs> across an international border <laughs> and then landing on the other side. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, there's a famous story of of like. Germany, you know, like a family building a balloon to cross from, you know, from West Germany when it was, you know, when there was a West Germany and East Germany. Yeah, yeah. The famous story of a a family building a homemade hot air balloon to get the hell out of there. Right. Um, Nowadays, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's... 
There's drones. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Dude, I've never been up in a hot air balloon. I'm scared of heights. You know, I, have, I haven't me. either, but uh, I have two memories, main memories of hot air balloons. One of them was going to uh, the hot air balloon festival. I, maybe it was in Steamboat. I think they might both have been there. Yeah. And the second one was that when we were there, when I was a kid, I was probably like seven, and my sister was probably four. And we were in the hotel room. And my mom or dad said, oh, there's all the hot air balloons out the window. So my sister and I both sprinted through, like, through this door to get to the window. Mm-hmm. And I ran right into the, the door latch part, you know, yeah. where the – when you close the door and then the thing goes into the hole. Yeah. And it, like, sticks out a little. And it yeah. went right into my forehead. As and I had to you. go get stitches Oh, that sucks. And it, like, ruined the whole trip. <laughs> So now you have nice this negative connotation of hot air balloons. Fun. Yeah. That sucks, dude. <laughs> and head head contusions, they bleed, dude. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah. Uh, Sounds horrible. I've never had a head injury while ballooning, and I've flown a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> favorite flight, favorite place to go? I wasn't even ballooning, and I hurt myself ballooning. Louisiana. I went down to Louisiana and got to fly in the U.S. Nationals. That was pretty – for ballooning. You know, it's, it's yeah. So how exactly does a balloon competition work? Like, who It's like steering at various levels of, of the – you know, the, the wind is at different directions. Like right at treetop, you might be going straight north, but as you gain altitude a couple hundred feet up, maybe 50 feet up, maybe 1,000 feet up, you'll get a turn. You know, the wind will change direction. Sometimes a lot, sometimes not very much. Sometimes the wind will be going all different directions. <laughs> so if you can figure it out, you can go any door, any direction the wind is going. You know, in Iowa, it was mostly one direction with a 10, 20 degrees of steerage. You know, in the southwest in Albuquerque, which is huge for ballooning, mm-hmm. you know, they you know you fly in 360 degrees. You can just fly in a circle if you want. But you're definitely flying with the wind, so you have to navigate the wind. And with a competition, it's they'll have X's, you know, or targets lined up essentially and your objective is to fly as close as you can and drop a marker closest person wins there's other ones where they'll have squares and you have to put two baggies inside the squares and be as far apart as possible but it's essentially a navigating the winds to a goals and you know navigational steerage is sort of the thing because that sounds fun do you get it do you get to smoke weed up there like the the federal government owns the sky. Yeah, you know, I have a FAA. even in the Colorado air, you can't. Yep, it'd just be like national parks. Yeah, you know, I, I was going to ask. Their territory. Yeah. You get a hot air ballooning under the influence. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be just like uh, just like operating under the influence. I bet yeah. you could. What's weird though is champagne alcohol. Like you know, I always joke like sometimes like ballooning for people is like a GoPro shot off. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, just a, you know, a, a sport for drinking. You know, or like champagne and propane breakfast of ballooning you know they go together real well so i don't know why you couldn't have a a commercial operation that was basically geared towards people coming into town going for a balloon flight and the passengers are you know afterwards or maybe during are enjoying their cannabis i I remember you you know like a booze cruise when you go to hawaii right I remember yeah, you not? talking to me why about not? this early on when you, when we were still both working next door about that, and that's so interesting because since then, I mean, we were we've been talking about changes and stuff, and since the time you were here, the industry has evolved, and it's crazy. I know that personally, we have to figure out when we have the time to be able to do the show and stuff like that, but. Uh, when you know the change doesn't really base it on there's so much that still is always going on to be able to document it and talk a little bit about about how it's been to be able to get 
into the into the areas that you are in Colorado and, and the change within the industry and you think now it would be able to evolve to do an interstate sort of business? I mean, honestly, the main thing I think about, because I started to grow at home, and I, I the, the mail, like if, if I have, if I know somebody in Oregon that's growing the bomb weed and I love their, you know, whatever, right. their headband or something, why can't I buy it from them right you know or if colorado harvest company if our strawberry diesel you know we have the best in in the world why wouldn't someone in any part of the world be able to buy that product you know and if it's legal in every state then that's one thing that i think you know it would allow people to sort of you know the business model would change but just from a consumption standpoint it would open up to whatever maybe kentucky's really good at hemp Right. And and so you would be buying all kinds of hemp from Kentucky. Right. Or, you know, just whatever, maybe just uh, opening the, that sort of thing. The importing and exporting of the industry is something that very well will have and to that's get taboo. addressed eventually. It's taboo now, yeah. but just like other things that might have seemed, you know, taboo five years ago, then right. it's not. So, and then the other things like, um, I used to say it, but like bus drivers, they don't, they don't get tested for alcohol. Right. But they do for cannabis still because it's federal. The, you know, the city buses in Denver, they get federal funding, so they still have the drug test. Right. You know, what? but we're sort of driving them to drink, right? It's sort of a pun because they're driving. But, yep. you know, they can drink every night and there's not a problem. Yeah. But because they're federally funded, they still can't consume cannabis responsibly at all. Like even a we- even on the weekends, it, it's not even a matter of yeah. – it could be a 24-hour – you know, bong to throttle sort of scenario, and yep. you still can't do it. Whereas, eight hours bottle to throttle, and they're good to go. You know, it's just it's in- it's an interesting dichotomy when when you affect, um, when you definitely compare like the alcohol to the cannabis. Like growing up, my father did exactly what I do, but for alcohol. So to watch him. Per, you know, promote an alcohol. About alcohol. He, no, no, he was a, he he a, was a sales sh- manager for Coors. No, <laughs> like promote, you know, promoting promoting Coors. You know what I mean? Understood. And yeah. to be able to, um, you guys made me lose my train of thought. No, <laughs> no, comparing about, alcohol like it's supposed to be regulated dichot- like yeah. this. Yeah, the dichotomy of it, and yeah, I was thinking about. Um, still going between Denver and Iowa for like, cause like if you're not, if you're consuming and you're not bringing it with you, you're just high. You know what I mean? So I was on this tangent of how are we going to be able to figure out the importing and exporting? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm you know, from Iowa. The worst part about Colorado is Nebraska. It's, just, it's <laughs> terrible. It's, Ain't that the truth? It's, you know, like Iowa legalized CBD only oils, but there was no way to manufacture them. And you obviously couldn't bring it into the state. So for years, there's been this like, well, if you have it, you're good. But if you get caught making it or bringing it, mm-hmm. you're in a lot of trouble. And it's just like, it's just been a hypocrisy. But I think now they're they're starting to come around. And it, it sounds like even Iowa might start having, it might be very low THC oils. It might be for only a small amount of, you know, conditions. But right. they're making steps. And then, yeah, then you got Nebraska. It's just like, they don't care. They don't understand. Like, they don't. Yeah. It's like they really would prefer that their citizens buy from their dealers. Right. I don't think they understand Keeping on the black market. Yeah, yeah, keeping on the black market doesn't mean... Don't make no sense. It ain't going to happen. Yeah, It's like... 
Get with the times. I mean, this is 2017. Right? 2017, they say that the next the next um, state that's going to legalize recreationally is Michigan. That was just released this week. Yeah, because they've been medical for yep. years. They've had dispensaries for a long time. Mm-hmm. I could see it. Detroit? That'd be awesome. They should have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean that just because, like, think about Denver and then the the properties. Yeah, and it the, could for totally grows. revolutionize mm-hmm. the city, just like the way that the the farming, the rooftop farming and stuff, this, the urban farming is doing for them right now. Right. If they could put cannabis in that mix, it would just boost it even more. Dude, I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Colorado Harvest Company, Calamath location. Mark, what do you yeah, love the most about working for Colorado Harvest Company? Mm. I'd say Tim is, is a great guy to work for. I mean, I remember saying that at the interview. Like, just yeah. seemed like a great guy to work for. And that's held true. Um, just sort of a, a core values that seems to always be there and always sort of, you know, whatever changes come in the industry, we're sort of, you know, have this sort of mission. Yeah. I don't know if it's like a mission statement that, that's available, but it's, <laughs> it seems to be this core values of, like, caring for customers, caring for employees, doing the right thing, trying to progress as a, as a business and with marketing and things. But – Still sticking with the the core values and it's preach great. it, Mark. Preach it. Right. Mention World Viral. You get ten percent off at all three of our locations. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, yes, that that'll uh, that'll do it. But one more quick thing. Have you also noticed how Tim Cullen has slowly stepped up his dress over the last few years? Like he just dresses more and more like a CEO. Uh, he's always been a well dressed man. I... He was a teacher. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) He's a gangster, dude. Yeah, he's a teacher in many ways. He's a gangster. (laughs) Stick around. We'll be right back. (laughs) 